Hello everybody and welcome to Brumbagul, you will not get there on a road bike, Christmas edition. This episode is live from the 24th of December and you are gonna listen to an episode went live on 24th of December, aka the last episode of the year. I made it, more or less. Because next episode is gonna go live on the 1st of January, so it's gonna be New Year's edition. When you go live with, or when you record something that is related to the last part of the season, usually you do recaps. Now, in these days, you can listen to a lot of decades recap. For me, it's gonna be just yearly recap, because at the end of the day, I've been live just... This is the fourth year of my podcast, so not so long to do something like a decade thing, and also because I try all the time, like in the best training part, in the best cycling travel things, it's better to divide everything on chunks. Small little chunks to get to your road trip, to get to your bicycle trip, to get to the point of a long ride that you have to do. The big, the smallest, the better. But still we need to do a recap. So it's gonna be 2019 recap about cycling, about podcasting, about feelings, about everything. And in order to do that, obviously I partnered up with Simon. So it's gonna be a Tip Top Tuesday kind of 2019 Christmas edition. I think you will like it. You will like it a lot. And you will listen also to some cool things happen around there, but you're gonna listen to them only at the end of the episode. For before to start with uh, our talk with Simon, is everything there? Is everything on record? It's gonna arrive probably in 30 seconds. I want to say thank you to Open for the great app that I've been riding in this season. And uh, I'm gonna ride for the all 2019. By the way, small alert, I'm gonna be at Grinduro, Switzerland in at the end of June 2020. So keep on being paused and please come over so we can do it together if you want. And I'm gonna do it obviously with my open app. You will find actually on Instagram also the full list of the specs and of the components that are made to build up this bicycle. And the second thing that I want to tell you, because it's the end of 2019, I would say really, really thank you to everybody of you who listen to this podcast. But probably we're going to end with this thank you later. The only thing that I want to tell you, if you want to support us, to all support me, I don't ask you money, I never ask you for money, but just small little help. Go on iTunes if you're listening to this podcast through Apple Podcasts, click subscribe, put a rate and put a review. This will help me on climbing up a bit more the ratings and charts and everything 2019 2020 whatever it is i will let you listen to the podcast and to the interview it's not an interview to the chat that we had with simon so everything can start from here what the hell simon long time not talking to you hello 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 everyone uh, yeah i mean you went to the other side of the world yeah uh Instead, instead of talking with you, I moved continent and I moved hemisphere, I moved everything. Yeah, that tells a lot. Yeah, exactly. But I still like you. Oh, okay. You don't cycle with me anymore. That's the reason. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Okay. That's why. I like you so much that today we are going to tackle the end of the year episode with you. Ah, nice. It's about time now. I mean... Yeah, 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 yeah. After the second, so at the second season together, probably we have something to talk about, and something to share, and um, with everybody, and that we shared together. So it's a nice one. I also also give you the keys of the account for uploading your episode this summer. So and you see the, the series of the outro. Exactly, exactly. It's kind of you have the keys. You can do whatever. I think I changed the password though. No, so I, <laughs> now I cannot see all the nerd stuff anymore, all the data. When what time do people listen to podcasts? If they like listen more at three in the morning or, or at five in the morning? Yeah, these are cool things. I never watched at them. You actually you have space. You had access on the darkest room of the podcast life. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> So, all good, Simon? Are you training? Are you eating? No, I just finished uh, training. Actually, this week it's uh, yeah, a recovery week. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of work in the last three or four weeks. 
and now it's just easy but i still need to to spin the legs a little bit um yeah this weekend i tried some cross-country skiing and some different stuff i'm i'm pushing more than usual on running and yeah it's it's fun so far new season is starting to to look great you know that everybody told me that cross-country skiing is the best for building up your shape for cycling yeah i think it's very very similar um i tried it for the first time ever yesterday and uh i really really think that the effort that you make is very comparable to cycling i mean at least what i did was an hour at more or less 150 heart rate and 140 150 and it was okay i mean you move the whole body um you're pretty active. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. I think uh, I'll like it. So this year I won't do a training camp in Gran Canaria, but I will I'll be probably cross-country skiing almost every day. That's perfect. So something like you are switching from summer to definitely winter. Yeah, after four years of training camps in in, in hot places in at the end of December, this time I change. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, actually. Yes. You need something else to pick up a bit more your form. So, yeah. Yeah, also, this year I have my races very far in the season, so around June. So I don't really feel the need for a big training camp uh, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably try to have one uh, around April somewhere. Still need to understand where. Maybe Barcelona, maybe, I don't know, maybe Gran Canaria the same way but uh, i will see still plenty of time yeah still don't talk about 2020 just move back and let's talk about 2019 uh, just summarize for me your season my season um my year because my season starts in uh, in october and finishes in october no, uh, let's, my, let's say 2019. Let's talk my about 20, 2019. My 2019. Um, so my main goals were to um, finish an out route and ideally finish in the top 20. Um, pretty happy because I uh, I made it uh, in, the, in the seven days and in the three days. Um, I trained quite a bit. I managed to learn a lot about myself, what I can do, what I cannot do, and. Yeah, this year the focus was on, um, let's say, optimize a little bit the training part of, of myself. So now I'm pretty confident uh, about my possibilities. I still have a lot of space to, to improve on many other aspects. For example, uh, nutrition, uh, which was something that I deliberately didn't tackle this year because I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, bear the stress of being concentrated, uh, fully focused on both uh, training and uh, nutrition. So I knew I didn't have enough uh, motivation or enough uh, mental strength to to carry both through. But since this year, I I managed to get the training right. Um, Probably it's going to be much easier, uh, at least from a mental point of view in the future. So I'll try to include the nutritional aspect as well. But yeah, a couple of races. Uh, I'll choose as the main ones. Some other ones in the Grand Fondo World Series. Uh, I think two of them uh, finished in the top 20. Pretty satisfied. Uh, some fun races around. One in the UK, which was the Prudential Ride London. Uh, that was quite funny. Uh, it's like a big event, not really a race, but still, um, people up front <laughs> have fun. Let's say it this way. Yeah. yeah. Um, some some other events around, some hill climbs. Um, two or three of those. Uh, I started also a little bit of time trialing, and yeah, quite diverse things. And overall, around I think. I'll finish the year with 18,000 kilometers, 17,000, something like that. Well, it's really interesting, I would say. 
How many hours? I know that usually you count also the hours. Yeah, it should be around uh, that's probably 650 hours of cycling, um, some 100 hours of running, and some other, well, some more hours of uh, additional cross training. But uh, overall, by let's say around 750 hours of training or 800. Well, not bad, not bad. I don't want to count how many hours did you spend on eating, but yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> usually less. Usually, I, 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 yeah, I eat fast. <laughs> <laughs> I get to the point. <laughs> Well, let's be tackle as well because actually summarizing my season is uh, is kind of weird because I don't know if I want to start actually what I want to focus more if it's cycling or podcasting. Cycling, 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 and all, all the Monterey you did. <laughs> Let- Okay, let me remember that. So for sure, it was really the first year that I enjoyed a lot Switzerland and uh, all the climbs that are here. And also, I really optimized the training as well. Uh, If we want to call it training, the preparation, let's say, the the building up my shape for a couple of events that I tackled this year. And it was less kilometers than last year, actually. Last year, I think I finished my year with 6,000. This year is going to be more or less around 5,000 because obviously I actually missed at two solid weeks, also almost three when I was in Kyrgyzstan, not riding. And the other two weeks of vacation that I got uh, a couple of weeks ago, so in Australia. And this actually meant, especially the three weeks in in August were the one that actually, this, this were the 1,000 kilometers are missing. If I would have continued with my pace from the beginning of the year, I would have it, I think, be 7,000. But I'm okay, I'm super okay with that. So I enjoyed a lot the Swiss mountains. And another cool thing that I can say is that this year, you have to be proud of me, I didn't finish one single race. I took part at three and I quit the three of them. You should be proud of me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, about uh, that, you know. The, no, it's uh, about that it's just that I was not really in the mood of competing this year so i really uh, once i actually i found that i was hitting completely the bottom of the tank i said okay it's fine I don't want to eat. let's make it this way for next year every race you finish you can buy a new bike no but stop buying bicycles, <laughs> Simon. <laughs> this year i got two bikes that's another cool thing about two different bikes uh one for winter and one for the road i cannot tell you people which one is my real love because all the time that i hit the off-road i'm feeling super good and i really like it and on the other side all the time that i'm not riding on amazing climb on tarmac i'm missing it but then now i'm really good set up for the both of them and they have also a bicycle for but this is my oldest one uh for for commuting so i'm happy let's say that next year i have to say that all the time that i don't finish a race i will not take part to another one so i will feel bad for that and i want to finish all the rides uh, all the all the races so i can take part to a new one mm-hmm. and what else about podcasting i think this one was the best year ever for me on podcasting i'm not gonna talk about numbers but i would say that actually we kicked off for the broom wagon new formats we talked with a lot of cool people and i can mention many of them but it was really cool uh you also had the opportunity of talking about your racing in the how truth uh podcast that you have made i think it was really amazing also because it was uh with me a perfect companion while i was on the in kyrgyzstan on the silk road monterey's producing this podcast and talking with all these people and also improving all the time and training with huge stress on having deadline that I were pretty tight helped me also on staying on a car for almost three weeks and taking off all the Silk Road Monterey's official podcast. So I would say that this super amazing cycling year as well as greatly amazing podcasting year. I agree. I agree. I, I really enjoyed the podcasting, also the some episodes that I managed to do, but overall it was very various and, and fun. And for the cycling, 
yeah, different than usual. Yeah, exactly. Also for you, it was completely different because before you were a bit more used to do Gran Fondo in 2018. You took part to the Amateur World Champ to oh, it's the Gran Fondo World Championship. This year on the other side was a different format for you. It was a bit more on the multi-stage riding. Oh, yeah. And it's completely different. I mean, yeah, you have to come with a different preparation and it's not that... You can make one shot and then see if it goes well or not. I mean, you have to think that you're racing for seven days. Let's talk about that, Simon, because probably we can talk about your highlights of the year. Hmm. Highlights of the year, <clears throat> yeah, for sure, the, the Outroute. Um, the Outroute Pyrenees, the seven-day one, in particular, probably the last two stages. So I started the overall the race pretty bad, uh, especially the first day or the first two days. Uh, the first day, uh, something didn't work. Uh, I was not racing well. I was doing stupid things, and I was way, way back in the classification. Um, <clears throat> but then, I mean, things started to go better, and in the last, uh, in the very last stage, I mean, it was, uh, you know, after a week of racing, you're still pretty, you're pretty tired and everything. <clears throat> so. There was a group of the first four people that was way ahead of us, and yeah, they won the stage. Uh, but afterward, there was a, a, a pack of about 30, 40 people. And yeah, we, we knew there was a small climb to, to finish the very last race. So when, uh, when it was, for me, one kilometer till the end, a couple of guys um, attacked. I counterattacked very hard uh, just after their their attack, and I dropped them. Um, then I arrived last 200 meters uh, from the finish line, and I saw a sign. It was written instead of the finish line it was written one kilometer more. I was like, oh fuck, this is not. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I was you know when you put a max effort and you're you're convinced that it will end in ten seconds and instead you still have to understand that it's one minute and a half extra or two minutes more. Uh, it was uh, that was that was fun, you know. You swear a little bit. Uh, you have some extra motivation with that, and then you go to the end. And yeah, I managed to to, to stay ahead of the of the, of the group and was. Very, very fun. <laughs> the longest uh, kilometer of your life. Yeah, dear God, I almost died. That time. <laughs> you were actually mixing a bit the two things. So it was an highlight, still the whole truth, and also low light, right? No, 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 that, that was not the low light. I was so okay. hyped. You know, okay. when I saw when I saw the, 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 the there was still one kilometer, I was not depressed. I was like turbocharged even more. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> was okay. the opposite. The, yeah, tell me a bit more about the, your low light then of the season. Yeah, low light probably in the in the same race. Uh, I think that on the third day I crashed, so it was it was raining a little bit. It was foggy and everything, and I had some wheels, uh, carbon wheels with cork brake pads, and cork brake pads don't work well with uh, wet conditions. The wet that, condition in carbon don't work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So cork doesn't work with water. Mm-hmm. It's good for wine, not for water. So, yep, I crashed. I lost a lot of time again on the third stage after I came back a little bit on the second one. And yeah, I was pissed again. <laughs> so, same story over and over. Uh, but yeah, I finished the race and I was. I was I was sad. I was cold. I was damaged a little bit because I fell, and it was not the best day of the year. And why do you think actually you had this kind of slow start into the race? Were you nervous, or it was just because of bad luck? Obviously, it can happen. Or yeah, do you um, feel the pressure? What do you think? On the first stage, I I just raced bad, so okay. I. I had a tactic in mind. I did the opposite of what was my tactic. Um, and then I think on the the day that I fell was just bad luck. I mean, I was just crashing on a corner uh, when you have no visibility. I couldn't really do much. 
for the rest it was it was okay but yeah on, on the on the first stage i was really pissed with myself because i had to do something i didn't do that i did something else and as natural it didn't work out yeah yeah, yeah. i can see the point you instead highlights uh, lowlights so let's focus at the beginning on cycling because for sure we all know that the silk Road monte race was a great uh, achievement for me being there but also on the other side something like being there it, it happened something like maybe i can tell you that and then we're gonna move to cycling um the first day of the, of the silk road monterey i was jumping out from the taxi that brought us on um on the registration point and i was actually saying goodbye uh to the taxi driver and then one of the racers stopped me and said Wait a second, but I know your voice. Are you Stefano from the Boom Wagon? And then there I said, okay, that's for sure. I'm going to something like paint this thing on my walls and just to remember that. So podcasting-wise, Silk Road Monterey in general, but this really thing that happened is people that are recognizing by your voice and by the bullshit that you are saying, because I was actually joking with the taxi driver. Uh, it's a great achievement. When people can recognize you by your stupid jokes, is a good thing. Talking about cycling, I have a couple of great moments. And the first for sure is the day that we went to the Monte Grappa during the Holy Week number two. And actually, this was super cool because not only the four of us that were taking part of it, but taking part of it, but also Diego joined us for one of the best days one of the best days of our holy week and uh, that day is also yeah it's also an amazing highlight that we can also put together also from the day that almost we almost let lele leave the place where we were sleeping um in slovenia uh in bovets because oh, was yeah. super pissed because we were having fun of him so you, 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 yeah, 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 of course, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I <forget what laughs> to remember. Having uh, fun of Lele that night was an amazing highlight. Fortunately, he didn't leave, but... Lele. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lele is there, for sure, we remember that day. And another great thing that happened during my uh, cycling season was a weekend that spontaneously I decided to go to Andermatt that is kind of a couple of hours from here from Zurich and because I wanted to take all the most the coolest really some of the coolest climbs that are here in Switzerland and especially the day where actually from Andermatt I've made Furka Pass, Neufenen Pass and Tremola Pass this was great and spending the whole weekend there it was really 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 an amazing thing on the other side, also on the low side, I have two things to mention. Still, the Monte Grappa day, it was really a low light because I was really expecting that day so much because Monte Grappa is something also, it's not only an amazing climb to do, but also historically and uh, emotionally is something really big. Uh, but because of a bad weather, I didn't finish the second climb, the second part. And this was actually a bad thing, especially because at the Salto de la Capra, it was pretty tough. And I said, okay. Come on, it was fun, the Salto de la Capra. Salto de la Capra, I crashed by going uphill. Just to tell you people how tough it was. I crashed because I was going too slow. But I said, okay, from the other side, Semonzo was the other side. No, I never heard this story that you crashed uphill. Yeah, because you were not listening to me, probably. Yes, I crashed uphill because it was too steep. And uh, yeah, I actually lost control, lost control of my bicycle and I crashed. It was when it was something like, I don't know, 35% gradient. Well, we both crashed on the Monte Grappa. Yes, you going downhill, though, with the rain and everything. There is a video somewhere about that, I think. Yeah, there, there is a video, like perfect <laughs> timing from the, the, the Belgian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. Exactly. We're gonna ask him to put it there. So this one, and also because of your crash or whatever, was not the best day. I was, I had a lot of expectation there, and uh, they didn't match, unfortunately. And another couple of uh, lowlights is that I was planning to do the bash in uh, Czech Republic uh, for of my friend Andre of Chimbar, 
but I could not go because I was just coming back from the Silk Road mountain race. And I was actually supposed to go to Murcia in uh, March, I think, to do a small training camp with my friend Felix, but because of work or whatever, I could not go. So low light is that I didn't meet all my friends, all the people that I stay good together on riding the bicycle this year, but there is a 2020, we can do it. Hmm. Yeah, it's okay. We're going to have some fun out there. But still, I think that this year was for sure for me, and I can start with that, an amazing year for upgrades. I will just mention the last two of the end of the season and then mm-hmm. talking about the new open up that... I don't know if you know this funny story, but actually I received the open up on uh, on a Monday that I was not in Zurich, or it was on a Friday also but anyway something like in a period where i was not in zurich and uh, the the post guy actually just left the bicycle the frame of the bicycle outside of my main door outside on the street and nobody touched it until i was back here in the night of monday and uh, i risked really a lot like, there was a great risk that i didn't re- i could i would not receive this bicycle there so for this reason the open up mm-hmm. is an amazing upgrade also obviously before there was a 3t strada it is another bike that i really love but let's put it for the the, the two highlights of the end of the season and also the brand new broom wagon kit that we have made for a few of us the winter kit made by Nali- by nalini if you don't know this brand, guys, just have a look to that. They are ma- mainly manufacturing most of the kits that you are seeing around, also under other brands. That is really, really great and amazing. Biggest highlight of this Broomwagon Winter Kit is actually the Shami of the Bib. It's so comfortable. Really. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have as well this one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I must say it's eh, it works quite well in the winter. So it does what it what we wanted it to do. <clears throat> it's fine if it rains. And all. what's your best upgrade of the season, Simon? Oh, winter shoes. Winter shoes, not even close to anything else. Best money I ever spent on a bike. I have the other shoes. It's the same. No, no, it's not even close. It's two different things. It's like I don't know. No, it's like alcoholic beer against non-alcoholic beer. Okay, non-alcoholic beer. They have also a small anecdote here. My friend that I also interviewed, Naresh, at a certain point I was having a ton because I made a bad shopping into the car, a couple of non-alcohol-free beer. And then I told Naresh, Naresh, you just arrived from the Silk Road Monte Race. You just finished your route. Do you want an alcohol-free beer? It's perfect to recover. And he told me, I would rather drink my peace. He was right. He was completely right. He was completely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I deserved it. I really deserved it. But let's talk about your winter shoes then. I think we can talk about brands. Which kind of... Winter shoes best upgrade ever, ever. It solves you four months of riding. Which brand do you buy? Which kind of model as well? I think I have the North Wave. Um have the North Wave, not the, uh, the Extreme model, the second uh, tier one, because the Extreme model is like up to minus five degrees. And uh, I said, okay, at minus five, I go cross country skiing. I don't go cycling. So I have the um, the second, which is still pretty, yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty wintry. Um, but uh, I'm not remember the name, but it doesn't look like the typical, you know, bulky um, <laughs> winter shoe that it, it seems that you are in a moon boot or something. So I think I have the Flash Arctic, and it's it's like a it looks very similar to a normal shoe, and then it has this sock. <laughs> on top which is the thermal part and it is i'm googling it now flash arctic gtx flash arctic gtx i have it they're pretty That's expensive a, yeah yeah i think i found a good offer or something yeah that no i didn't pay them that much um yeah they don't really look like bulky winter shoes and um, once you have them up uh, on you, I mean, they, they work well. 
they're a bit softer, so I think they don't have the carbon sole, okay. uh, which the Extreme uh, RR have. But you, in winter, uh, for the trainings that I do, I don't really need that because I will not be doing much, um, let's say, very strong sprints. Uh, or, I mean, I, I, maybe I'll do some very strong sprints, but let's say I will not do important sprints. So power output doesn't really matter. But the technique that you use and um, cadence that you use and... Uh, yeah, the execution matters. The final result is completely the same to me because it's training anyways. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the missing the carbon sole at the end uh, f- to save some money for the winter shoes, for me, it's a perfectly yeah, fine yeah, compromise. Yeah, for winning, actually, so in winter. So. Also, in, in the winter, I'll mainly do uh, below threshold uh, training. So I don't think I'll go above 330, 320 watts. Uh, and you, yeah, it's no big deal that if it flexes a little bit, it's actually a little bit more comfortable. And that's it. And what are you looking for next year? If we can actually tackle this thing for the problem, which one is the upgrade that are you looking for? You mean the winter shoes? You want, you want to buy also winter shoes for summer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. I'm really looking forward to the body. Uh, so we are, um, we have access to some prototypes of bodies. So the hopefully I'm gonna look cool with this and uh, not like a sausage. Let's see. Yeah. Oh man, uh, don't 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 be a sausage if you don't want to look like a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right it's everything on my on my shoulders you're right but yeah so that's um i'm quite curious about um i'm probably get a new helmet because i like to have the i would like to have the helmet that vanderpool has the ah i have one of those it's uh, there's no other reason it's just because vanderpool has it so no no I'm the laser is an amazing one <laughs> i have one it's actually the one that i'm using for winter and it's amazing yeah because my, my helmet has a couple of fears so i think so far it did well forty thousand kilometers and after a while you know even if you didn't really fall you had some crashes small then it has been yeah he's been running around in yeah, in suits in around the world here there and probably it's safer if you replace it after after a while i don't know that's something that probably you need to ask for some expert probably we can interview somebody maybe probably um, exactly somebody from lasers because actually i think that anyways yeah after two or three years helmet must be let's say changed you have to switch it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they have an infinite lifespan. Yeah, and also because we are traveling as well, right? So you're putting it on flights, you're dropping, you're bouncing it around, even if you don't fall with it, but still bouncing around, I think it cracks a bit. Anyways, we need to ask it around for sure. You know, the, the, there is sun, there is rain, there is snow on the helmet and everything. And after all, it's plastic, even if you have any other plastic or thing after a while it gets consumed no but i don't know but I, I think it's a pretty good excuse for my, myself to get a new helmet a laser yeah probably yes i, I will see and then yeah uh, then that's it i will i will see if uh, if i manage to get a new bike um, is that something that you can tell us or we want to keep it secret when where you will know a bit more about this project? Uh, there is a big project going on. A big, I mean, big project. For me, it's a pretty funny project going on. But uh, if it happens, I will let you know. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Let's keep the secret on that. I'm a completely, I completely agree with you. What I can tell you is that it's going to be super light if it's going to happen. <laughs> Just talking about... Uh, upgrades and stuff i will need just some new lights because i would like actually to go out also in the night you don't know which kind of new adventure you want to know to to take on next year but even just going out 
for the time, uh, the night being and going up to some climbs in the night, I think is good. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's calm. It's, it's relaxing. You've, you're there with yourself. You find peace. It's, it's nice. Mm-hmm. And probably also a pair of a new pair of off-road shoes because the, the Giro that I have, I'd be right. Winter shoes. Uh, that's a good idea. Winter shoes. Okay. Not off-road shoes. Winter also shoes. Go for winter shoes. You know what I can tell you? Actually, you can wear winter shoes also when it's hot because nobody of course you can. died because of warm or hot fit ah well okay i mean if you don't have an alternative yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, let's talk now about the best thing of the year let's start with the best ride of the year for you Hmm, probably the maratona delle dolomiti um i was there with my brother uh i perfectly knew all the roads uh but I was I was doing this race in support, so I was not racing. I was just trying to help him and to finish by the yeah by the cut times, and we managed to do it. It was pretty a good experience. Um, the very very last kilometers, it started to rain heavily, like very heavily, and we still had to do the last descent, which is I know, 15 kilometers down from the Valparola. Uh, then another very small climb, the Mordel Jut, and then a longer but softer climb to Corvara. And we were really, really, really tight on the schedule, but we managed to finish the, the race by you know a minute and a half or two minutes before the cutoff time. And it was a, quite a big satisfaction. Satisfaction. We can say it loud. Maratona delle Dolomiti is one of the best rides that you as amateur can do in cycling. Yeah, pro- probably yeah. yes. It's, don't take it as a race, take it as a ride. Because unless you start in the top, you know, 500 positions or whatever, uh, yeah, you're not really racing. Uh, there's a lot of people, but the scenery is just amazing. The organization is perfect. And everything around there for that weekend is just beautiful. Yeah, and I can say also that when we have done it together, not in 2018 actually, uh, I can also say that the ravioli and the tortellini at the pasta party were just awesome. were really awesome. But I really suggest to everybody out there, once in a lifetime, even if maybe more, go and do the Maratona. It seems like a hype thing. You have also the lucky draw. You have all this kind of thing. There is a lot of people around, but still it's worth it. I really believe it's worth it. Yeah, perfectly, perfectly. There are other races that are very hype, but they are not worth doing. I think in particular of the Nove Colli. Oh, definitely. Uh, But the Maratona delle Dolomiti is just, go for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for me, best ride of the year... I would definitely say no doubts on that, even if I was alone. <laughs> that says something about myself this year. I've been riding most of the time alone. It was the day that I was telling you before, the day of the Furka, Neufenen and Tremola, because of many things, because the Furka Pass, all people out there, is one of the best things that you can imagine. All the switchbacks and all the things is just incredible. The Neufenen is one of the most really challenging climbs that you can imagine as well because it's long it's tough it's stiff and it's crazy but then you have a downhill and just before the last climb the tremola so the sun got tired i found a cafe that had the best sandwich of my life probably <laughs> i can tell you that it was great not because it was in airolo so in the in the italian part of switzerland but i still remember that sandwich it was great and also the coffee was really good so that one that's that one was really the one of the best day probably the best day on bicycle for me and i had many of those this year but it was probably probably the best one tremola yes yes the tremola part is actually maybe something that i can say that is still connected to that and uh, it's about the toughest day of the bicycle uh, for me 
because for sure, the, sorry, the most challenging climb of the year, because probably the Tremola was really tough after these two monsters that we have before. The Tremola just with the cobblestones, it was tough as well. But on top, I got also an amazing beer. And then as well, <laughs> yeah, um, you can understand that I'm I hungry. I have no doubt. <laughs> I have no doubt. And then also another bad thing, it was the Fluela Pass in another super tough day after the Albula Pass. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was also that one. It was really challenging because I was not trained at all. It was almost three weeks that I was without riding the bicycle because of, of the Silk Road Mountain Race. And then doing one after the other, the Albula Pass and the Fluela Pass was a bit problematic. No, but you survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always survive, usually. Mm. Yeah, you're so far so good. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, what about you? Did you have an amazing, yeah, I don't know, after that challenging climb on this year? What do you mean challenging climb? I mean, all... Something all, that you still remember because you were there almost puking. You know, all, all the climbs can be challenging. It depends how fast you do them. Yes. Are we talking about what's per kilo here? Uh, but what else can you do? You want to talk about I mean, climbs? I mean, that's it. If you go very fast, it's gonna be very hard and it's gonna be challenging. If you go three watts per kilo, it's gonna be enjoyable. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at birds around and telling jokes and making pictures and stories on Instagram. I just want to tell you that all the time I'm going below three watts per kilos. Well, okay, whatever. Let's say so. Let's talk about zones because otherwise, <laughs> okay, if, okay, okay. If you go in zone four, zone five, zone six, uh, you you don't probably really understand what's going on around you. But <laughs> if you go in zone one or two, <laughs> but you will know what's going on inside of you. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. and probably you're gonna see it as well later. <laughs> okay just because we are talking gross stuff let's take all back to something a bit more special food because people just for you to know it's 9 21 i still didn't in the afternoon actually at night i still didn't have dinner so i'm super hungry and before i was talking about the amazing sandwich that i got at airolo and the beer that i got on top of the tremola but the best food i've ever had before a ride or during a ride this year, it was thanks to you, Simon. Oh, good. And I'm talking about the gnocchi that we got at the Rifugio on top of the Matayur. Oh, I, I remember that one, the Rifugio Pellizzo. Exactly. This guy was super nice and the gnocchi were extremely good. I told you, I mean, no one knows and no one cares about that mountain, but it's nice. I mean, it has a good view on top. It has a restaurant. I mean, the restaurant, the Rifugio. Mm. <laughs> it was great. It was. it was also great because we have done something like in 20 kilometers, 1,700 meters altitude. But that's another story. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, I, you asked for a route that had some climbs, and we found a route that has some climbs. We found the positive gradients that we were looking around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, did you have anything that you uh, do? You have anything that you will remember about food on uh, on climbs or food on rides or food after ride? Haribo, Haribo, Haribo. Just, just <laughs> you have to stop sure. this. No, no, no. Just try it, man. Try it after you finish a workout or something, or uh, you finish a ride and you take a, a, a handful of Haribo and just dump them in your mouth. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> you know the gummy yeah. bears. The the, the bears. Yes, oh yes. man, the bears are amazing. Okay, gummy bears. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy something like a big bag of it. And yeah, and if you put it in the fridge, they're even a little really? bit harder and tougher to hurry uh, in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> really, sometimes I, I dream of the that those little monsters uh, when I'm on my bike. <laughs> so you're telling me that we have a fridge packed with Aribo at the moment? No, I have two packages. I usually okay. buy like four or five of them and keep them just in case. Okay. But okay, perfect. yeah, the, the gummy bears are the the basis of my training probably. Okay. 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 Yeah. Everything is based. You are powered by Aribo. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, maybe not powered during the ride, but it powers my motivation to complete the ride. <laughs> <laughs> 
After this amazing interlude, now I want to know from you which one was the most beautiful climb of the year for you in all the turns, because you felt super good, because on top there was an amazing view, because, I don't know, you found uh, a couple of people, a perfect people to chat with on uh, during doing it. Tell me more. Uh, it was a climb this year that most of the people or a lot of the people that did it that day suffered something close to hypothermia. <laughs> but I really loved it. I mean, not because I loved in seeing them having hypothermia, but because I just enjoyed the climb. Uh, I was in rain, it was in the Pyrenees, and it was the Orquette d'Ancizan. And it was during the Queen stage of uh, the Old Route. And after that climb, the organization just stopped the race. So we still had uh, we, we still had to do one more climb, uh, the Tourmalet but it was called off. Uh, I think it was a very good decision. But man, the, that orchid season was so beautiful. You know, uh, when, when it's raining and it's cold and everything, but you're going uphill, you don't really have a big problem uh, if you push hard enough. So you don't really feel that cold. Uh, you know, it, it just you feel a little bit like Rocky, uh, just training in in the snow and that stuff, and you really feel a little bit of, you know, you, you think you're uh, epic and that kind of stuff, and you're. I got really hyped on the on the climb. And I was just smiling in that three degrees Celsius and in heavy rain, but I enjoyed it so much. Wow! 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 For me, it's also something similar, I would say, uh, not because of the weather condition, but because actually of the feeling that I got. It was during the Albula Pass, as I was telling. Okay, first of all, Albula Pass, everybody out there is one of the best climbs in the world. The road is pretty narrow. There are not so many cars and you are really going all the time on really close to cliffs and there are a lot of waterfall. It's scenery-wise. Ah, and also there is super iconic uh, train bridges that are there. That also, that's another thing that makes everything super cool. But the day of the Albula Pass for me was also a day that I was not riding uh, for a long time and I was super pumped up. I was super fully charged because of that and we started straight away on the Albula Pass and uh, really it was amazing once you arrive on top of that there was also some snow because it was something like August so probably some snow arrived at that time and uh, yeah it's beautiful for it was beautiful for so many reasons and I really I would love to bring you all there for the Holy Week number four and hmm. I probably will do it yeah it can work Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I think that we are going to do that there because it was really amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's still move into the best of the year and let's talk about the best Broom Wagoon episode in your opinion. First of all, I want to tell to everybody that I'm not going to answer to that because I don't want to say anything. They were all amazing, good for me. But I know that you have an highlight for that, really similar. Uh, yeah, there are a couple of episodes that I really enjoyed. Uh, I think the one of Ariana Luthi uh, was very, very cool. I mean, was also very personal. She told a life story. It was very emotional and deep. And I mean, tells a lot about bikes. So it's not only um, yeah, the athletic part of it. There's also the human part of it and all of that together. So that episode, really, I I think even people that don't cycle can can listen to it and find it very very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really great to talk with her also because she, it was her actually kicking off the conversation uh, about really the deep parts of the brain of people, so depression and how to come out of it and whatever. And it was really. Really, really amazing. I yeah, nothing else to say. Hi, Ariana, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was a good one, and then I also really enjoyed the um, the interview that I did with uh, Carlo Fino uh, because it was the opposite one. I mean, it was see how this machine works. <laughs> yes, no, it was great because it was probably the first time that people on the other side of the microphone 
listen to really a cycling, pure cycling conversation, not talking about a conversation about people talking about pro cyclists or stuff like this, but really everything that is behind the perfect engine for winning this race that is the output. So from yeah. nutrition to the power to uh, training to also sleep cycles, it was really amazing. I think you have made an amazing thing with that. Yeah, that, that was fun, even because after that I started a quite a good friendship with him. And, you know, during this, it was the point of view of an amateur like anyone else. So it was not a point of view of, um, you know, some some professional cyclist that started cycling when he was seven years old and everything. It was a, a different story um, and from a, you know, very ordinary perspective, but uh, done properly, I think. So it was was good. Can I tell you a cool thing on that, Simon? Hmm. Is that I actually published this episode because I found it pretty interesting on Reddit. Uh, there was a subreddit. Reddit is, I don't know if everybody of you knows it, this kind of super nerdy kind of uh, um, social media forum system, really mm-hmm. for nerdy stuff. You can find everything there. I really found super amazing conversation once on Reddit, something like, um, and ask myself, I think it's MAA, ask myself everything, ask me everything, about one guy with two dicks. This is the kind of Reddit thing, Reddit thing, but that's another story. You, you know, Reddit, oh, come on, man. Reddit is quite serious. I mean, they might go public, they might get an IPO, they might get listed on a stock exchange and everything. It's not just about the guy. That has... Okay, but you know, this kind of ask me everything on a two dick man, it's an amazing thing, you know? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I uh, it's science. But apart from that, they put actually the episode into a subreddit about amateur cycling and stuff like this. Uh, I published this one, your episode, and still I think that I'm receiving uh, sometimes updates and stuff of people that are still commenting it. And uh, (laughs) really, people enjoyed this interview so much because it comes really from a person that has something like a lot of credibility into the cycling world, I would say, but still down on earth, how how it is, and still talking about, you know, the nutrition. Ah, you know, sometimes you have to spoil yourself with a good chocolate mousse after dinner <laughs> these kind of things make really the character first and also the passion on the other side and let people understand that it's okay it's about performance number and whatever it is but it's also about passion being human and also enjoying <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's true yeah, yeah. i actually prepared also a question about the most difficult interview to do but probably i don't want to answer to that Mm. because yeah yeah probably not gonna answer to, i will probably let's do it in this way people that you are listening to this episode why which one do you think it was for me or for simon the most difficult interview to carry on during this year and if you are telling me probably you are saying something correct with a good motivation probably we can talk about a surprise but i will not tell you that because i don't want to be let's say unfriendly with people but it was pretty clear there are a couple of those that were really 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 tough did you recognize one of those simon no (laughs) Uh, uh, okay okay but uh, people out there if you recognize something like this just let me know we can actually really be in contact with the reward because you actually notice that let's go for the best question here the last question and probably the best one which one was the best moment on bicycle or broom wagon related for you simon hmm broom wagon related Mm, I really, really enjoyed also this year, the Holy Week. So it was just a week of cycling and, you know, relax and friendship and, yeah, no other bad thoughts around your head. And that was working well. And I I remember one climb uh, the day after I crashed. um, I was was really, you know, pissed. I mean, when you crash, you're you're not the happiest person in the world. And... Yeah, I was saying, no, you know, okay, my holy week is over. You know, I had some some scratches, some of which I still have, uh, some deep, some not, but with some bandages and everything. Like 24 hours after <laughs> I crashed, I was back again on the bike and I was doing the um, San Simeone with Louis, our Belgian guy. And, you know, that was, he just did the, the Zoncolan. 
which is one of the hardest climbs probably in in the world. And it's one of the few climbs that I can consider hard, no matter what pace you you have and no matter what pace you try to take up that climb. It's just plain hard. And yeah, uh, I was there, you know, a little bit shocked or I didn't know whether I could make the climb or not because I just fell. I was not very confident. He was hyped that he did the Zonkolan and we started cycling together and then we pushed the tempo up the the San Simeone uh, and we really wanted to make a, you know, a, a good effort. And I remember that at around half of the climb, he wanted to give up. And I was just, no way you give up. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, he kept the same pace until until the end of the climb. I mean, it was a big effort. Uh, and, you know, after five meters after reaching the summit, he just collapsed down. And uh, it's a moment that was... You know, it was it was nice because we we both had our adventure up on the San Simeone. It's a beautiful climb. It's a story behind it, and uh, it was you know some motivation from from each of us for the other one. Uh, uh, from his side to my side to keep cycling, even if I was you know a little bit uh, bandaged and stitched together. Uh, from my side, for him, it was to keep uh, up the the effort and do whatever he can he can do until the end. And so, don't stop, don't give up. It was fun. It was just fun. That was, in my opinion, pure cycling. Yes, and I still remember because when you were going up to that climb, I was coming down because I was just finishing it, and I will not forget Louis' face. He has open broad open mouth with looking at the eyes so something like with the eyes looking on top something like on his head or whatever it is super eye and the tongue exactly on the other direction so open mouth eye on the sky eyes on the sky and tongue out of his mouth you kicked his ass badly that time you were super cruel from the side i can tell you that my favorite ride of the Year. actually my favorite moment of the year it was when uh, it was at the end of may as i remember and i went out with some friends here in switzerland on uh, on in zurich i was going out with some friends here of zurich and we decided to take a, one of a classic ride that you can do it's something like you're going on closing to the lake close to the lake and then going up and uh, going up to the satellite that is a classic climb here and that day they kicked my ass also because we have done the satellite from a side that i don't usually do and it was also a bit of gravel with my brand new at that time 3t strada uh, i went up i was completely smashed and then they were because i was super fast and then i went up we got something to drink we continue going super tempo then i got a flat i had to ride i was smashed that day we finished until i like 100 kilometers with 3500 meters altitude and then i went back home I have eaten something, I ate something, I got a shower, and then straight after I had an amazing interview with one guy called Ari, uh, and you can find the interview there. And this was cy- pure cycling, pure talking with people, and it was pretty great. But I really hope that we can have some more of these days also this year now i can tell you that actually the connection with simon crash let's see if i can set it up at least something for let him say goodbye and then i will talk to you next time for this and thanks a lot for listening to this amazing 2019 wrap episode of the broom wagon let's say that now simon you can say goodbye okay hello ciao ciao and remember like in zwift ride on ciao ciao everybody yeah, there was a small little technical problem at the end of this recording because uh, I don't know why, actually, but we don't care. But into the tool, into Zencaster, Simon didn't listen to my voice anymore in the last three, four minutes, probably. And so I was talking by myself, trying to pretend that there was something asked or whatever. I didn't tell it because I want to tell you that actually there was a small technical problem and I also really liked the completely blind 
end of the episode that Simon did. High five to you, man, really. It was really great, great pleasure. So a lot of cool things are gonna start for the broom wagon in 2020, really a lot of things. Something is gonna develop by doing and something else is already planned. You're gonna listen to that for sure in the next episode. So, uh, thing that I want to tell you is really thank you for being following me in all this time, in all this year and the year before and the year before. And it's really, really great pleasure to talk with you every week and to tell you every time a super cool story. I'm going to continue on that. We are going to continue on that also in 2020. You know that I'm going to also do some other projects around. Probably something else is going to be developed. Just keep on being tuned here. Most of the news are going to come into the Instagram account. And probably you're going to listen to and see some cool things if Simon keep on his promise. I don't want to tell you anything about that, but there is a video coming out super soon. Well, thanks a lot for listening. If you want to listen to some more things or see some more things, just go to Instagram, instagram.com, calamarocc, you will find something else. I'm thinking about as well to kick off a new Instagram channel. You will know a bit more, a bit more related to the team and things that we are going to do. And remember to subscribe to this podcast in wherever channel you are listening to. But if you are on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and comment. It's really, really important for all of us. And it's the only way that I ask you support. I will talk to you next day, Ciao.